Ozempic is a drug designed for diabetes, but which has been found to have a game-changing secondary use. It has the power to transform the lives of people living with complex obesity. But access to it has been put at risk by its association with celebrity weight loss and its popularity on social media. It's the talk of TikTok. I just start dropping pounds left and right. The topic Ozempic has over 300 million views. It's only available in Ireland on prescription through GPs or medical consultants for people with type 2 diabetes and in very limited circumstances for those with obesity. But some people, like Belinda, have found another pathway to accessing the injectable drug. I went on the internet, online doctors. I had a consultation and he gave me prescription for Ozempic in about three minutes. But it's not without its side effects, its risks and the potential for misuse. TikTok and Instagram uh, are, are shaping the narrative around this. It's phenomenally negative messaging. You know, we're making progress in our understanding around the disease of obesity and it's still being given tabloid treatment that is unhelpful for its true uh, role. I'm Bernice Harrison, and this is In the News from the Irish Times. Today, what you really need to know about Ozempic, the weight loss drug that has taken the internet by storm. Belinda, you've been sharing your weight loss journey with the drug Ozempic through your Instagram page which is called Ozempic Insights. Can you tell me about your relationship with food and your feelings about your weight? So um, I'm 47. I have been dieting for over 30 years now, um, since I was about 15. Dieting for over 30 years, no success. Diets have worked, but ultimately failed in the long run, um, be, be it unsustainability or me not being able to do it went to Weight Watchers, went to Slimming World, went to all of the classes in the world. The only one that ever really worked for me in later life was keto. I lost like five stone on that. But again, in the end, that was um, unsustainable long term. It's uh, very strict. Then I went and had an operation on my back and gained the weight back. And then I was on the internet and I seen people speaking about Ozempic, Saxenda, Wigovi, all of these injections that um, help you to lose weight. Didn't have a clue about them, so I just went and found out what I could. So how did you find out? I went to my doctor, um, first of all, to ask about Wigo V and if he could prescribe it to me, and he said no. Um, he doesn't feel comfortable doing so due to the side effects. It was um, side effects... Um, with tumours in your thyroid and things like that. But all of these side effects were only found in rats. There's thousands of people around the world on um, Wigovi and living a successful, you know, weight loss life on Wigovi. And had you ever had a conversation with your doctor about your weight before? Yeah, I have, yeah. And I was um, just told to eat less and move more. That's the story everybody's been told, but obviously it doesn't work, you know, for everybody. Can we just explain a little about why your doctor might have been reluctant? Because this is a prescription medication that was designed, uh, created for people who are diabetic. Yes. Um, Saxenda and uh, Ozempic. Yeah. 
So, uh, Saxenta is now like covered and Ozempic is covered by the drugs payment scheme in Ireland and the medical card as well. Unfortunately, with Ozempic, you have to be a diabetic to get it. Okay. And with Saxenda, you have to have a high risk of cardiovascular disease and um, uh, high cholesterol. And your markers have to be of a certain percentage. So there's a, a tiny, tiny subgroup of people that are only allowed to apply for Saxenda. So you'd no luck with your GP. So what did you do then? I went on the internet and found out how other people were getting it. Now, there are people that sell it from their home and stuff, but I wouldn't be interested in doing that. So I heard about online doctors and I just went on. I had a consultation. I paid 24 euros for the consultation and he gave me prescription for Ozempic in about three minutes. Now, we're always cautioned to be very sort of aware, nervous um, about such online, you know, sourced medication. How did you feel about that? I mean, I, like you saying three minutes. Now, that doesn't that that doesn't make me feel that that's a good thing. Yeah, because when I got the prescription, I looked at it and I thought, why was that so easy? How could that possibly be that easy? But then 10 minutes later, my mind, it was, I don't care. I'm so far down the line of my mental health suffering chronically because of my weight. I would have stuck something in my eye at that point to to help me lose weight. And how much weight at that point did you feel you had to lose? About six stone. So how do you take it? Yeah, so it's um like an EpiPen. It comes in an EpiPen. There you get four needles with it. It's a month a weekly injection. You get um four injections out of the pen. You inject it into your tummy or your thigh. And then what happens then? Um within about 2 days, I'd say maximum 3 days, my appetite was suppressed like I can't even describe it, how low my appetite went, because I have spent the past 30 years um, with a, a huge, huge appetite that I've never been able to do anything about, that this was like freedom to me. It was like the noise in my head had stopped. Um, <laughs> it was it was amazing, amazing. And to this day, it's like six months later, um, it's still the same. So there's no such thing as a drug that, without side effects. Um, what are the side effects that you're experiencing of Ozempic? Um, so in the beginning, it would have been um, gastric side effects. Um, you could have chronic diarrhea or um, uh, constipation. Um, tummy upset most of the time while you're getting used to it and you're going up in your um, milligrams. Um, but nothing now. That's You're just talking about the first month or so, you know, maybe six weeks while you're getting used to it. But on a day-to-day basis, I don't notice any side effects in my life now. So how much does it cost? So uh, you said it's not on, you can't get it 
on the drugs plan, how much does it cost? It costs €149 a month. And that's on the lower scale in Dublin. They're they're charging like maybe €200. So you've spent three decades since you were a teenager on a diet, on yo-yo diets going up, going down. Um, Presumably, you know, every new diet that you try, every new thing, you'd think this is it. And maybe for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, you'd say, you know what, Weight Watchers is the thing. You know what, Slimming World is the keto. All, every new thing. Do you not feel there's an element of of that about this? Um, I, it depends. You know, like you were just mentioning all those other things as well. A lot of, a lot of those things work for a lot of people. You know, Weight Watchers worked for thousands of people. Slimmer World, um, my best friend lost nine stone on it and kept it off. You know, that worked for her, but everyone is different and different things work for different people. And unfortunately, I was just really late in life finding what worked for me. And how do you feel about the the statistics that would say that that 95% of people who go on this drug, who go on Ozempic, they'll put back on the weight within five years once they stop taking it. What do you think of that? So the question then is, if I had if I had diabetes, I would be on that drug for the rest of my life, wouldn't I? So yeah. why why am I not going to stay on this drug? It will eventually come onto the medical card for people and onto the drugs payment scheme. Eventually it will. Hopefully. But I suppose, though, it's a new drug. We don't know the side effects of it for It's relatively clothes. new, yeah. yeah. So does that concern you? No. Well, if, you, if, I put it, if I put it like this. In six months, I have gone from constantly thinking about food, constantly feeling horrible about the food I put in my mouth at every single meal, beating myself up for it, feeling guilty, feeling less than because of the food I put in my mouth and constantly putting a smile on my face like I'm okay with this. No one's okay with this. People say they are, but they're not. And constantly having to cover up physically and emotionally for fears the rolls on my tummy would show and the cracks on my face would show. It's constant cover up of a whole of decades. And I've gone from that to this. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You know, in 20 years time, if they say, oh, probably shouldn't have taken that. It's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm taking the chance and I'm willing to do that. Coming up, will Ozempic and drugs like it get the go ahead for weight loss treatment in Ireland? I talked to Professor Donal O'Shea, clinical lead on obesity with the HSE to find out. I'm here with Professor Donal O'Shea, the clinical lead on obesity with the HSE. So I first heard of Ozempic. You would have heard of it long time before me, and I only heard of it last year because it was reported that Kim Kardashian had used it to get into Marilyn Monroe's famous beaded dress at the Met Gala in New York. And we were told then it was a drug developed for diabetes and that was then discovered to cause 
instant weight loss. And it's now sort of, I suppose, been presented in kind of a Hollywood way as a miracle jab. I, I mean, is it? How do you view it? Uh, it's a very effective treatment for diabetes. Um, when I moved to London in 1992, the unit I joined was working on it as a developmental treatment for diabetes uh, because of its effect on insulin release and also some s described effects on satiety and making you feel full earlier. And we've been using it now in the diabetes area uh, for the last maybe 13 years. And it, you know, it is clear that in a certain percentage of individuals who start it, uh, there is an exquisite response in terms of weight. Uh, and you need higher doses than for diabetes to achieve the optimal weight loss. But the, you know, last week, The Economist, the, the front page of The Economist was eat, inject, repeat. Like, what do you think of that? Because uh, that sounds so extreme to me. It's phenomenally negative messaging. You know, we're making progress in our understanding around the disease of obesity. We're making progress in how to treat it. And it's still being given tabloid treatment, uh, celebrity endorsement that is unhelpful for its true uh, role because obesity is a chronic disease. And like other chronic diseases, the treatment is not a course of Ozempic or a course of cholesterol medication. It is a lifelong treatment in association with change to your lifestyle around optimizing your nutrition, optimizing your physical activity levels. So to give it that kind of miracle jab, Elon Musk endorsement is incredibly negative for people living with obesity. Uh, it, it also drives the agenda that those who have can afford it and will get access to it and access and, and keeping up with the demand within the setting of the disease of diabetes, within the setting of the disease of obesity is a massive challenge. And if it gets hijacked uh, into aesthetic uh, clinics, it's just a massive setback for uh, the management of obesity. Uh, as a serious medical condition. Now, you know, we, we talk jokingly all the time about, you know, Dr. Google. Now, it seems to me that when you're talking about weight loss and obesity and what people do to lose weight, Instagram and TikTok is, is where a lot of people are getting a lot of information. And there's very active Instagram accounts, particularly people who are charting their journey on Ozempic. Today, I'm going to be giving you an Ozempic update. The top 10 things I wish I knew when I was starting Ozempic. And I hope this answers a lot of questions for you. Today, we're going to uh, jump on the scales, give you a weight. I know I've been off a while. We talked to one of those women, Belinda, and she has been on Ozempic for the last six months. She has lost 19 kilo, roughly three stone. She says she's got another two stone to go. And she... She describes it very powerfully. She describes it as quieting the noise inside her head. Unless I remind myself to eat, I won't think about it. And that's the biggest thing, because previous to this, when I tell you every minute of my day was constantly filled with thoughts of food, to go from that to having to remind myself to eat, 
it's huge. Does that sort of, in a sense, make sense to you in terms of brain response to a drug like this? You know, that the impact of uh, Ozempic and, and those who respond to it well, the, the descriptions are fascinating to listen to because it's a GLP, Ozempic is a hormone. And, you know, people know about thyroid hormone. And if you're missing that and you start on it, you feel immediately better. Steroids are a hormone. And if you're missing steroids, you're, you're very seriously ill. And when you start them, you're better immediately. Uh, there is certainly a, a group of people who, when they start Ozempic, it appears as, a, as if they have been missing GLP and you are giving them back something that their body uh, didn't have. And, and they will describe a very immediate uh, response around uh, calmness, well-being um, and it's an, an ability to, if you like, deal with cravings that they just never had before they started it. That's probably 10% of people who started or, or less. The majority of people who started and benefit, benefit over time in combination with changes to their diet and lifestyle. And, you know, it, it's, it's a small number that are exquisite responders. TikTok and Instagram are shaping the narrative around this way beyond anything that the medical journals or the scientific uh, community who are involved with it are able to influence and it's not taking on uh, if you like uh, a narrative the people in the weight management field want us to to take on at all now when we asked her about how she accessed it and i imagine her experience is very very common for a lot of irish people she went to an online doctor an online doctor in another country and she was prescribed it in three minutes. Like, what, what do you make of that sort of pathway to a drug like this? Uh, well, it's not an appropriate pathway. Um, I can understand somebody's uh, frustration uh, at our own system not allowing access to a medication uh, that they want. And uh, within the HSE obesity program that I'm kind of clinical lead for at the moment. We are trying to get access uh, for patients to the GLP-1 treatments. Uh, Saxenda is the once daily equivalent of Ozempic, which is a once weekly injection. The once weekly injection isn't yet licensed for weight and, and, and that will happen next year. But there are people who are carrying a few extra pounds don't have diabetes, don't have insulin resistance, don't have sleep apnea. You know, they don't need a treatment from a medical point of view uh, for their weight. It's not causing medical problems. For somebody like Belinda, who's six stone uh, overweight and, you know, maybe in their late 30s, 40s or 50s, when they go to their GP, what the GP should be doing is a risk assessment of is, is that weight actually causing a health problem that will benefit from treatment with, say, one of the GLP treatments. And at that degree of overweight, you would expect there would be a health problems uh, associated. And in time, uh, when the treatment becomes more widely available, you would expect that the indications for starting treatment to prevent those complications developing would become a thing 
at the moment, uh, the supply is so limited that it's really important to target the uh, treatment to those who will benefit the most. But but that situation will change because the history of drugs that are licensed to treat, say, high cholesterol, they always started with a very high cholesterol and then the trials showed benefit and then the level at which you started, the cholesterol treatment came down. So I've no doubt the indications over time will widen and in the meantime, there will be frustrations for people uh, like Belinda. That's what we're hoping for, aren't we? You know what I mean? To be able to go into your doctors and to be able to say that, look, I've been obese for three decades. I, on my own, have tried everything in this world. Somebody helped me and nobody helped me. So I had to go and do it on my own. And there are thousands of women in Ireland doing it on their own and not knowing exactly what we should know about it because we're having to do it on our own. So while you, I suppose while you're working away, you know, in a very official way to, to create pathways for, for people to access this drug to the HSE and so on, there's going to be a huge number of people who are accessing it privately. And it costs about, you know, we, we hear figures of uh, 1,500 to 2,000 a year for it. So that's going to create sort of quite a division, isn't it? Oh, and that's a huge uh, concern that I have. Um Obesity is a condition that already has a massive socioeconomic um, association. So the less well-off parts of our society are affected way more disproportionately with severe and complex obesity. And they are the individuals who will not be able to afford uh, this treatment. And those who have a lesser degree of obesity but are better off because they're able to pay for it will be able to get it. As a solution to obesity, like, is it just putting, you know, a sticking plaster on the problem? These sort of the, the idea of a jab like this? Uh, no, I think any treatment uh, or any condition that has been poorly understood uh, and, and o- obesity, uh, you know, is the last remaining kind of uh, acceptable, stigmatized condition. Uh, so it's no longer acceptable uh, to stigmatize people over health conditions with with the exception of obesity they feel judged but as we get to understand obesity better uh, it means we'll treat it with any other condition when we've treated it uh, we've begun to energize uh, prevention even more but it's only when you start treating a condition that prevention pieces get really mobilized aggressively And that's what needs to happen uh, because treatment of this disease is going to break the budget of the health service. Um, So redouble our efforts uh, to get our uh, children's uh, eating patterns and approaches to food preparation and physical activity up to something approaching a decent level. The old guard of weight loss is getting on board with the latest weight loss sensation. WW International, formerly known as Weight Watchers, announced it is buying the company Sequence for $100 million. I thought it was interesting this week, I don't know, did you see it, that Weight Watchers in America has bought Sequence. It's a company that for a $99 a month subscription, it helps connect customers to doctors who can prescribe 
GLP-1 drugs, sort of Wago v. Ocempic in America. And, you know, we, we think of Weight Watchers as sort of you know, nearly the inventor of the calorie count, you know, the plans and, and all that. I know they have transitioned over the, the years to more sophisticated versions, but actually it's it, their mod, the Weight Watchers model I, I was pretty much a calorie count, move more model. So they bought Sequence and the shares in Weight Watchers International surged by 20% as soon as that was noticed. So it's as if the markets and it's as if the popularization of these drugs has, has really taken hold. You know, it does sort of suggest a trivialization in a sense that it's, it's sort of nearly outside the mainstream medical. Um, that if you can get in America, you can get um, Ozempic on Groupon. So it has to be very worrying for people like you trying to get a quite a quite a different message across i think it's 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 worrying uh, for people who are living with severe and complex obesity that it's uh, becoming a stock market um, agenda item it's it's worrying for people involved in the weight management area like myself you know that's another really negative step in trying to deal with uh, obesity in the way we have dealt historically as a profession with other medical conditions, which is you improve your understanding, that that informs treatment. Active treatment drives the need for prevention. And uh, you have that cycle, if you like, of prevention and treatment of a chronic disease running in parallel. But here, you know, that, that economist headline, eat, inject, repeat, you know, my heart sunk to my boots when I read it because I said, if, you know, that's a reasonably reputable magazine and that's the best it can do with a chronic disease that is currently driving 220 other chronic diseases like type 2 diabetes, like sleep apnea, like cancer, like dementia that are crippling our health service and their uh, headline is Eat, Inject, Repeat. Thanks very much, Donald. Thank you very much. That's it for today. Thanks again to my guests, Belinda and Dr. Donald O'Shea. For more Irish Times journalism, subscribe at irishtimes.com forward slash subscribe. This episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan and Declan Conlon. In the news, we'll be back on Wednesday.